countless victims, a motive, and a name that sends chills down the body. We will be talking about history's most infamous and notorious serial killers and their victims. I'm your host, Kerrigan Herrett, and you're listening to KillerCast. Usually, a clown is not supposed to strike fear in the hearts of children. A man dressed in a frilled red and white costume with silly red, white, and blue makeup preyed on innocent boys just outside of Chicago. In just half a decade, John Wayne Gacy raped and murdered at least 33 young men. Not all of Gacy's horror stories end in death. Patrick Dady was assaulted by Gacy when he was just nine years old. Dady was playing hide-and-seek with his brother, friend, and cousin on a cold winter day in the snow. They went to a nearby department store to get out of the cold and get dry. Their game continued inside, and Dady was chosen as the first seeker, but needed a bathroom break before he went looking for everyone. But I had to use the restroom and um, entered the men's room of the department store, and I could tell there was no one else in there but one other person. I heard this person next to me get up and uh, wash their hands, which I thought they were leaving. And then all of a sudden I heard a lock of the bathroom door. You have to remember I was nine years old. Um, Already what was going through my head was my mom's voice, you know, don't go into the bathroom. You're not with your brother, you're not with your father. After I washed my hands, I went and got some paper towels. And as I turned, this gentleman was standing in front of the bathroom door and I went to try to get out and he had grabbed me with one hand and he held a knife next to my neck with his other hand and he whispered in my ear that I needed to do exactly what he told me to do. He wanted me to follow him out of the store and into the parking lot and into his car and my first thought my first instinct at that time was there was no way that was going to happen even though I was only nine years old I knew he was either going to kill me or I wasn't going to go and after a few minutes he had realized because I was struggling to get away I was starting to scream cry and um, at that point he threw me to the floor Um, he ripped his pants off then he ripped my clothes off and he began to molest me Um, when he was done he held the knife back next to my neck and he said if you ever say a word I'll track you down and I'll kill you and your family. Or he left the bathroom, and I could hear him running down the stairs. Um, And at that point, I pulled up my pants. There was blood all over the place, threw on my jacket, and I had totally forgot my brother, my cousin, my best friend were there. I had already forgotten we were playing a game. I was so in shock and frightened. Um, I just wanted to be home. 
Casey was arrested five years later on December 21, 1978, after police found dozens of human remains buried under his house. That day, Dady was at his best friend's house, who lived just a block away from Gacy. We were at my friend's house playing pool, then we heard the siren, so we're like, what's going on, you know? Um, we looked out his front living room window, and the police were all surrounded um, the block, and there were tons of police cars, and, and um, it, it, they broke into the news. And my mom, my friend's mom had um, the news on and we were watching it intensely because literally the next block, this man was being arrested and his mugshot came up and instantly I ran into their bathroom. I began throwing up and I was crying and um, asking my best friend's mom to take me home. I left my son's house in terror because what was running through my head is I never came forward. And what I had thought to myself was, what if I did come forward back when it happened? Maybe those 33 young boys that were murdered and buried under his home would still be alive. And that was my first attempt with Lissai. After the dust had settled, Dady tried to return back to a normal life, but found difficulty at first. He published a book detailing his experience to cope with the trauma. At that time, early on in my career, I was a marketing manager for a publishing company and became very good friends with an older gentleman who was kind of my, like my mentor, um, who was a writer for our company. He wrote our course curriculums um, and he was retiring and he asked, I had told him about the diary and he said, would you mind me reading it sometime? He read it and about a week or so later we got together and he said, oh my God, we're going to publish this, this book and you're going to save people's lives and you're going to make a difference. Gacy was not Dady's only demon. His older brother physically abused him since he was five years old. He has since cut ties with his family and lives a lifestyle free of toxic people. If you saw the front cover of my book, that was taken at a forest preserve that Gacy had dropped bodies in as well. So I purposely chose to do that because it was a symbolization of me to those victims that were in that forest preserve and just dropped. You know, their life was just let go and left like a dead animal. I don't know how many people walked away with that concept and idea I had, but that was a huge part of the decision I made. Dady is now living with his partner in Chicago and has a daughter who recently graduated college. His book, I Am Me, was released in 2014, and he now travels as a motivational speaker devoted to promoting LGBT rights and preventing childhood abuse and bullying. His memoir focuses on his battle with a monster, of coming out, his terrifying relationship with his brother, and his steps to helping survivors of abuse identify and validate their experiences. This episode was recorded on May 6th, 2019.